0: For over 75 years, Moses has served this region with hustle, integrity, and caring. Our core values are what make us the number one provider of complete customer care, from sales to our service and parts departments, all the way to our body shop.
1: I'm Reeves Kirtner, and this is In Your Business. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Auto Mall of Huntington, online at mosesmeansmore.com and powered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This week, we're talking about AI, artificial intelligence. What is it? How can you use it for your business? Where should you start? And what are some of the concerns? We're excited to talk with Ariana Shives. Ariana is the co-founder and head of product design at Kairos, which provides simple, relatable financial education and resources for those underserved by traditional financial resources. She's also a social entrepreneur and product designer who focuses on education, fintech startups, and small businesses. Let's get in your business. If if we if you were on an elevator with someone and they said, "What is artificial intelligence? What is AI? How do you answer that question?" Oh,
2: that's um... short
1: elevator ride too. <laughs>
2: Um, Artificial intelligence essentially is giving any kind of intelligence to a machine. So it's actually a really, really broad field. What we currently think of as artificial intelligence, when you hear AI, what we are mainly thinking of is generative AI, which is being able to give a machine a certain input and it can generate new content.
1: Okay. So before we start talking about AI and and how it can benefit businesses and, and business owners, how did you first start using AI? What were your first experiences with it? I have
2: always been really curious and really um, kind of just excited about the new tech. I'm always on the, you know, like Apple beta software launches and all that. Um, so I think just really when it started coming to fruition and becoming something that you could use, whether it be, whether it be in business or everyday life, I just got excited and, and decided to check it out. Um I didn't really have any <laughs> huge moment with it or anything. Okay. Um, I've always loved it in terms of how can I use it to make my everyday life easier. Sure. Sure. I don't use any groundbreaking AI technology, but I do use it every day to to make my life a little easier.
1: Yeah, sure. So, so let's let's talk about that. So specifically, you know, we want to talk about you know Huntington area businesses um, and and how they can use AI. So let's talk about that. How can AI help the efficiency and productivity for businesses now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think the answer is a lot simpler than it seems. Um my personal philosophy on using AI to make your life easier is to use it in the simplest possible ways. Um, I think a lot of people, when they hear AI or think about adopting AI or making it part of their businesses, it feels like this huge, nebulous thing that they have to learn so much about and invest so much time and money into it, and I don't believe that that's at all necessary or even helpful for most people i think using it on a really small everyday level using chat gpt to write things for you um using tools to automate things for you um really small things like that using ai to write your emails there's no harm in that and it will it doesn't have a huge learning curve it's not expensive and it will i believe that the amalgamation of all of those little things makes so much more difference in your business and in your life than spending the time and money to adopt a huge entirely new AI based system might.
1: Can you go over some, you know, if somebody's listening to this in a particular industry, can you go over some, you know, real life case studies of, you know, someone in the the food industry? Mm-hmm. How they could use AI, and let's let's we'll we'll name a couple of different industries. But let's start with the food industry. How can they use AI to better their life? Um, you mentioned emails. Okay, everybody can use that. Yes. But what about specifically <laughs> for a restaurant owner or operator?
2: Yeah, I think um, again in terms of I think copywriting is something that's so important again this is sort of a, a a more broad thing rather than just food specific i suppose but i think things like copywriting having ai zhuzh up your menu a little bit um, or asking AI for new food combinations. Sure. Saying, hey, I don't know what to make for my special today at my restaurant. I have XYZ ingredients. What could I cook? AI right. will tell you. Sure. ChatGPT will tell you. You don't have to go anywhere fancy. You don't have to get new software. You don't have to invest money. So you're saying, It'll like,
1: you. you're saying, hey, we have a bunch of chicken left over. Exactly. Uh, it's it's going to go bad next week. Yep. Uh, so let's do a special with chicken. We also have this. We also have that. What do you got for me?
2: I've got chicken. I've got tarragon. I've got lemons. And I've got mayonnaise and red peppers. What can I make with it? I
1: like that. It'll tell you. I like that. It will. Um, So I'm in sales and and marketing. And I had a client text me this weekend. Um, They're going to do a wing special for college football and NFL football. And they asked me for an idea of what to name it. And uh, while I was grocery shopping, I used ChatGPT. Yes. And I said, give me four names. And I went, no. I said, give me five more. And, um, and then I, I, I texted my client back and forth. They're like, oh, I like that. And I said, exactly. all right, sounds, sounds great. Exactly. <laughs> right? I have not told her my secret yet.
2: Hey, nobody <laughs> has to know. <laughs> sure. What about
1: healthcare industry?
2: Healthcare industry, I think, is really interesting. I think it's um, that's where you start to get into kind of some fine lines. There's a lot of... Um, in an industry like the food industry, it, it probably can't hurt you. Um, in the healthcare industry, I think there are a lot of fine lines in terms of patient care. However, EHR, electronic medical record um, companies, are absolutely using AI to do all of their tasks behind the scenes. Um, I think in terms of, you know, if you're a physician and you say how can I use AI to better serve my patients? Um, Number one, maybe ask it a little bit about your patient population. Learn a little bit from it. Um, Number two, use it to help with your schedule. Um, I am not a physician, but um, (laughs) my dad was, and I know scheduling was always really hard. It can help you create a schedule. It can help you work on your priorities. Um, It can also help you with... um, with uh, pulling together research, if you say, listen, there are these three papers that have just come out on the topic that I study or that I specialize in. I don't have time to read them. Plug them into ChatGPT. Ask it to summarize them for you. Sure, It's uh, not perfect. It's not going to tell you everything. You right. cannot rely on it, especially not as someone in the healthcare system. Right. But it will do a pretty good job sure. of summarizing those three papers so that you don't have to sit and spend three hours reading them.
1: What about somebody that's in... Um in sales, and it's obviously a huge word, but you know, doing outside sales, how can can AI benefit them?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think same thing. I think a ton of copywriting, salespeople communication is so important, right? Um, not only do you have to communicate a lot, but you have to communicate really effectively and all the time, and a lot of times on someone else's schedule, right? If you can use AI, even just to write your emails or to do research on who you're selling to, if you say, you know, maybe you're selling a product that goes to a bunch of different types of customers. Or types of businesses, you're not necessarily going to know everything about those people or those businesses. So if you say, hey, I'm selling software that goes to healthcare and food and child care and elementary school education, and you're currently selling to the principal of an elementary school, how can you you can you can use AI to say hey, listen, tell me more about what it's like to be the principal of an elementary school. What problems do principals of elementary schools face every day? Sure. Learn what problems you might be able to solve for them. Go into your first pitch saying, hey, here's what I know about your job already. I I obviously want to learn more directly from you, but here's what I know already. And here are the problems I know I can solve for you before we even start.
1: You know, what about recruiting and and, uh, retaining employees? Every business owner that's, that's one of their main problems: is getting people to to come to work, show up to work, stay at work, hire people, and so forth. Um, are the benefits of using AI in, in those situations?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good one. That's one I don't honestly have a ton of experience with. Um, off the top of my head, though, I think it could be really cool to use AI to analyze employee satisfaction or, or behavior. Um, you know, use data collection from your employees. Let them know. Hey, listen, we want to learn more about you and we want to do a better job of catering to you. So at the end of every week, we're going to have you fill out, you know, a three question satisfaction survey. All they have to do is plug in, you know, on a scale of one to five, how happy were you this week? How satisfied were you this week? How much did you enjoy coming to work this week? If those numbers are trending up, you're doing something right. right. And you use AI to 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 analyze those, right. to say like, here are the trends in these numbers And to say, okay, which employees in which part of my company are putting down lower numbers? Are they the ones working from home? Are they the ones working from the office? Are they the ones who had a higher output last week or lower output last week? Are they ones who maybe we haven't checked in with in a while? You can set up AI algorithms shockingly easily to tell you all those answers.
0: Okay. Moses Amal of Huntington has been the region's premier Cadillac dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned Cadillacs, visit us online at mosesmeansmore.com.
1: Can you give any examples of you know Huntington area businesses that you know are currently using it and, and how they're using it?
2: Yeah, I think the, the most common example in the Huntington area businesses that I know of, frankly, is, is ChatGPT. Right. Um, is people, I mean, I know the Chamber uses it all the time. I know um, even people at Marshall use it all the time, which I think is fantastic. That's a whole other tangent to go on, but sure. I think is fantastic. Um, it's something that I know a lot of people in a lot of different industries utilize for things like email, like marketing copy. It's something that's so small and so easy to learn. Right and so broadly accessible across multiple industries companies people etc
1: sure so let's let's you know I I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this I've been reading articles and and seeing news stories about AI you've mentioned chat GPT a couple of times and that's probably the place where they should start I mean, is that talk about that if, if I've never done this before and I go to chat GPT just google it right is that the best yep. way to find it it's a yep. weird uh, It's a, I think it's like chat GPT yep. something like that so that's the place for if I'm a new business owner and maybe I'm not quote unquote technologically savvy is that the place where I should start and, and what should I do when I get, first get there
2: yeah the, t- the two places that I tell new business owners or people who have not yet used AI in any context the two places I tell them to go are number one to use AI tools on their existing software and programs, a lot of people use Canva. Okay. A lot of people use, like, for example, for my email, I use an email client called Spark, which is a, a tool that just it's a lot like Apple Mail. It pulls all my accounts into one place. Um,
1: so what what can Canva do AI? And then I'm going to ask what it, I've never heard of Spark. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So, so
2: both of those tools now have implemented, um, an AI function. So in Canva, you can actually open their little AI assistant. It doesn't cost any extra. It's not a new tool. It's not a new anything. If you already know Canva to any extent, you go in, you open their AI assistant, you can ask it to write copy for you. You can ask it to generate images for you. You can say, hey, listen, I'm working on this poster. It, it can see the poster you're working on. And you can say, um, you know, here's my audience and here's what I want to say. And it will spit out that copy for okay. you.
1: Okay. So can you, if, if uh, let's go back to the restaurant example. If I'm a restaurant owner yeah. and uh, we're going to do a social media marketing campaign a basic instagram and, and um a facebook campaign with canva can i punch in hey we're doing a uh we are our, our example earlier here here are the ingredients that we have yeah. we're doing a, <laughs> we're doing a special this weekend what can i make now i'll do a social media campaign can it spit out the images and the proper sizes and so forth
2: yes it can help you do all there's it's none of these tools are perfect
1: of course yet. but yes yet, yet. right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yet okay um
2: but yes, it can give you so much help. It can give you so much. It can give you ideas. It can give you content. It can right. give you anything. Right. Um, same thing with Spark. And it's. I'm sure it will come to Gmail before long. Okay. I can open the AI assistant. It reads through the thread that I previously have. I say I want to reply and say, yes, I can make that meeting and I will have XYZ ready. And it will write that full email for me.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna look into Spark. Uh, yeah. my, my email is a—it's uh, it. a mess. So any yes. help would be would be. Good I need there. them
2: all in one place. Sure. <laughs> what
1: any? So so we talked about Canva, Spark, uh, ChatGPT. Are there any other services, cloud-based AI software, someone should be aware of?
2: Beginning kind of in the the most simple, and moving to a little bit more complicated. A couple that I really like are Notion. Again, kind of same thing. It's what I use for note taking and keeping all my stuff together. They have also implemented an AI assistant. Okay. Um, So kind of same thing. If you're putting together, this is where I keep all my documentation. This is where I'm reading my notes off of right now. If I want to, you know, I could type out a whole bunch of bullet points and say, "Okay, put this into a paragraph that I can share with everyone else who was in the meeting today." It will do that. Um, So that's
1: great. If you're on a board, if you're the secretary of a board, exactly, right, and you're taking all your shorthand notes and you have to do the official minutes, it could do that for you. Absolutely. Love that.
2: Um, Or, you know, you're in a meeting. If I want to share what we talk about today as an article, I could pull in my quick notes from it and say, hey, help me write an article for this so that I can share it. Um, I love Notion. It's a great same thing. It's not actually an AI tool, but they've now utilized AI in a way that's really powerful and really helpful. One that is specifically AI is called Otter AI. It's a note-taking assistant. So it can, you can actually, like if you start a Zoom meeting, you can basically add Otter to your Zoom meeting, just like I would add you to my Zoom meeting and it'll take all your notes for you.
1: Wow. Um, Just through the voice translation or the, the transcribing right yeah the dictation i guess is what i'm trying to say
2: yep exactly okay and that's starting to get a lot more powerful too in terms of like summaries and right. um being able to spit out additional like not just your transcript that's what it was built for my personal one of my personal favorites is calendly um, calendly yes okay and this is one that a lot of people don't think of as ai um so the way that calendly works is i can input on on my end i can give it access to all my calendars so i have my regular work calendar i have my personal work calendar i have my personal personal calendar i have the calendar that i share with my partner and i can have it crawl all of those to see what what events what times i'm busy and then On the other end, what it spits out is if you and I were trying to set up a time to meet, I would send you a link to my Calendly. I wouldn't have to do anything except for send that link. When you pull it up on your end, you can see what times I'm free over the next, you know, 15, 30, 60 days. You can select one of those times and book a meeting with me right then and there. It does all that through it, right?
1: Yeah. On on these softwares, um, on these software, what are the what are the costs someone can expect? ChatGPT, chat GPT, there is a free version of that. There is also a paid version of yeah. that. But what about the other ones? Spark, Canva, Calendly, Notion. What what can we expect to pay on using these services?
2: The vast majority of them are that freemium model. There's a free version. There's a paid version. Um, I think for right now, a lot of them, the free version includes your AI. Um, There's either a certain amount of usage or a certain number of features. I think as AI continues to grow and all these companies are still developing their AI software, I think it will remain free for for quite a while while they do that. Once it's much more perfect, I, I do think that they will lock it off and say, all right, now our AI is great if you want to use it. I doubt it'll ever be it's so ubiquitous already. I doubt it will ever be super expensive. I doubt Canva is ever going to go to $50 a month. Currently their paid plan is 12.99. Um maybe it will become 14.99 with AI. Something like that. I think it'll maybe be a couple dollars a month, but again there's so there's so many places where you can find it. You can decide not to use Canva and go somewhere else.
1: Is, is Adobe doing this?
2: Yeah, Adobe is doing this. Yeah. Um, Photoshop Photoshop's generative AI is very, very cool. It's very. I don't. I don't know if you've seen. There's a really awesome Twitter thread of somebody took really famous paintings and put them into Adobe's generative AI and basically said, "Okay, show me what this would look like if it were uh, if the background were five times bigger." And it and it shows this really amazing. You know. You see Starry Night, but then you see what Starry Night would look like if it was like the whole landscape out of your window. Okay, um, and it can do that, and it and it makes it look really shockingly real. I think I think Adobe's um, is. It's really good. It's really well sure. put together. It's the images that you're going to get out of that are pretty crisp
1: and clean. Well, because you said like Canva was like twelve ninety nine, you know Adobe like their cloud is what fifty bucks a month, ninety nine dollars. Yeah. So it depends on which one you have. So yeah. that one is more pricey. And again, you're talking about the price. Um, I think what you're right. One part is um, they're using you. They're using your data now to make their. Services and products better and then we're gonna get addicted to it. Yeah. And so when they tell us it's four ninety nine a month or nine ninety nine a month, we're gonna be like, Well, I have to we're have it. I have it. to pay this. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. I have to have it for my company and I need ten licenses and, and all that kind of stuff too.
2: Absolutely.
0: Moses Automall of Huntington has been the region's professional grade GMC dealership for over twenty years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned GMCs. Visit us online at mosesmeansmore.com.
1: What are some of the challenges um, associated right now with with AI?
0: I think
2: one of the biggest ones that I see a lot is people want AI to be perfect, right? Want AI to do everything, and it absolutely does not. Um, I mean, we've kind of all at this point seen the horror stories. Um, the people there was one of the one of the most famous ones was the lawyer who submitted a brief that he had done on Chat GPT that cited fake court cases. Right. That's the, in my mind, that's the biggest challenge. The biggest limitation is people. I think so much of the hype when it first came out actually was that people thought this was going to be it. This was going to be the thing that made our lives easier immediately and it was going to be perfect and amazing and life changing. And it's cool and it does a lot. Right. But it's not perfect and amazing and life changing. Sure. And I think people. Either are ignorant to that, or hope so desperately that that's not true. Sure, or don't just don't even realize that. Right, um, that that has become one of the biggest challenges.
1: So, what do you, you mentioned this earlier what What are your thoughts on AI and job t- displacement?
2: I really don't think AI is going to take our jobs. I think people who know how to use AI are going to take our jobs. The other big challenge with AI is knowing how to use it effectively. Right. Um, in order to get the most out of chat GPT, you have to know your subject going in. You have to know it well enough to ask intelligent questions and ask for the right questions. Information to get what you really, really want out of it, and you have to be able to analyze what you do get out and make sure that it's correct.
1: Right, like a lawyer.
2: Like the lawyer, yeah. and make sure that it sounds right. It's not always going to sound like you said. It doesn't all. It doesn't come out sounding like a no, human. No,
1: no. Sometimes it's right.
2: You can really start to finagle it and get it to sound like a human, but naturally, it does not. Yeah. And so I think that you know, coming back to that, I, 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 it will take. The jobs of people that are currently doing low level kind of copywriting and stuff like that. Sure. And that's terrible. I hate that that's true. I do think it is true. Um, But it's not going to take skilled workers jobs. Um, It's not going to take jobs from people who are able to use it really effectively and use it to their advantage. Right. Those people might take jobs from other people. That's
1: right. Yeah, and that's a whole nother conversation too. You mentioned like a low level copy person. If that's all you're doing, you're in trouble. Right, yeah. I mean, in, in any any in industry, if you're only doing one thing, yep. you're in trouble. So um, that's anybody ever asks me for advice, I always just say learn everything, yes. learn how to do everything, know yeah. a little bit about everything, and that's way you know that's how you can be irreplaceable. Yes. He or she knows how to do this, that, and and all that other kind of stuff. So,
2: and if you're in that position, you can start by learning to use AI to improve your copyright. Absolutely, and then learn to use AI to do other things that your boss or your company or your position. Needs and can utilize, use it effectively to make yourself irreplaceable.
1: What about if if okay? So you know, I've, I've dipped my toes in the water. I'm I'm liking this service. I'm liking this product. Um, it's making my life easier. Now I want my employees to use it as well to mm-hmm. increase their productivity, so forth and so on. Um, what about employees who might push back against the use of AI because they're afraid they're going to lose their job to this service? What do you look like? Um, what, what do you think those conversations should look like?
2: Yeah, I think the best thing people can do is, number one, talk about their own experiences. I think the more we can all be vulnerable with each other, the better. The more a CEO can say, here's exactly how I use it and how it has made my life better. I mean, that's a pretty, you can't really refute that. (laughs) You can't really say, no, it hasn't made your life better. I don't believe you. Right. And I think, number two, I don't think it needs to be a forceful thing. I think showing people the ways that it can make your life easier and also, being really clear with people that if I were a CEO and I were to say to my employees, I really want you to use ChatGPT, the first thing I would say is I'm never going to replace you with ChatGPT. Sure. However, I believe so strongly in this technology and in its power to improve our company and to improve daily work and life for all of you that I want you to use it in order to become better and more effective at your job. And without explicitly saying, I think make it clear that if you're not willing to do that, someone else probably That's right, will. Right. Like, I, I I don't believe in threats. No. At all. But but someone else will.
1: A, two two things on that. One, you know, if you're if you're doing business the same way you were five years ago, you're probably not in business, or you're probably not going to be in business. longer you shouldn't longer. be. <laughs> yes. And I, using a tool like this, I wasn't using this five years ago. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm still in business. I'm yeah. using this tool now. You know, second part on all on all that is um, how, how should an employer train an employee to use this service?
2: I think it depends on what you want your employees to use. For example, if you really want everybody to start with ChatGPT, the best way that you can train people is by training them to prompt it effectively. Um, training them on the ways, the the different things that you can input in order to get the correct output. Um, so for example, some of the really cool things that you can prompt Chat GPT to utilize as it comes out are things like its objective. Um, you can provide clear conditions or margins like here is where, Um, Here are the things I do want you to talk about. Here are the things I don't want you to talk about. Here is the tone I want you to use. Here's some context. Here's some references that you can crawl as you create this. Um, Here's some perspective. Here are some examples. You can also refine every answer to become more the way that you want it to right. be.
1: More formal, less formal. Exactly. Right. Exactly.
2: Um, so I think that's I think that's an awesome place to start. I think if people can do that, the cool thing about ChatGPT is that it's really, well, one of the many cool things about yeah, right. it, um, is that it's a really great kind of more specific example of the broader context of generative AI. So I think if people can understand how ChatGPT works and can understand all of those ways to prompt it and get exactly what they want out of it, that's really applicable to AI in other contexts. It's really easy to be able to say, oh, yeah, I was able to do this on ChatGPT. I should be able to do it with the AI on Canva. And you absolutely can. Sure, I think ChatGPT is a perfect, perfect, perfect place to start because it's so broadly applicable and because if you can understand that, you can understand generative AI in in multiple contexts.
1: Right. What about ethical... Uh, considerations? I mean, what, what the the ethics of using AI?
2: Yeah, I think there's a couple.
1: Is it is it OK for me, you know, to come up with that menu special that I we, we, we talked about earlier? It's OK to have that name and just claim it as my own, even yeah. though I used AI for that. Is that OK?
2: Yes. And the line on that is really hard, though. Um, technically, yes. Technically, that was generated from the content that you inputted. And it was generated by a service that you have the full right to. You do not have to cite ChatGPT. Right. Now, if you're writing a college essay, you have to cite ChatGPT. Um, in a lot of those contexts, you do not have to cite ChatGPT. However, once you start getting into, especially with generative AI, things like art and images, like the Starry Night example that I mentioned earlier. yeah, Technically, you used AI to create that larger image, right? But you never owned the first image to start with. I have a feeling that behind the scenes, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of copyright scrambling going on right now. Right. I think the legal implications of all of this will be really interesting as they start to come to fruition and as people start to figure this out. Technically, artificial intelligence does not belong to another human. And when we have copyright issues or we try to cite something. We are up up to the point where artificial intelligence started. We were always citing another human. And so it's a very, very hard line sure. to find. Right. Um, I, I very personally believe that this is technology. When you ask it to spit out the name of a new chicken dish, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to. And Nowhere in ChatGPT's, you know, bylaws does it say we own everything that we spit out
1: to you. Right. I I said it's kind of like a calculator. Right. That's a
2: really good. I have
1: no idea what 34 divided by 7 times 82 is. Right. Yep. Uh, But that calculator can spit it out for me really, really quick. And
2: the calculator doesn't own that answer.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: It will be really interesting to see where lines get drawn, sure, and to see if companies eventually do decide to take ownership of that. To see if if you know OpenAI eventually says, actually, we everything this. we spit out we own. Yeah, because technically, they do what they do say they they have use of is everything you put in.
1: Okay, sure. So
2: another tough ethical dilemma that I think people don't realize is. It is very unadvisable to put any kind of protected information into ChatGPT. Elaborate.
1: Talk, about, talk more about that.
2: Yeah. So don't
1: put in all your sales figures, and and so I mean, right? Right. What else?
2: The chances that they are actually going to use that for anything or do anything with it are very small.
1: But could there be a um, uh, a hack or so Absolutely. forth? Absolutely. Right?
2: Absolutely. And they are very clear that whatever you put in. They have full rights to. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Makes sense. If there's a hack, that's a problem, whatever. But like technically they're not on the line for any of it. Right. Um so
1: don't put in what you don't want other people to know.
2: Don't put in anything that you wouldn't put in a Slack message or a text message or whatever. Right. It's great for doctors and healthcare providers in a lot of contexts. Don't ever put protected patient information in there. Sure. Don't ever put your sales figures. Don't ever put any of that stuff. Sure. And that's, I think, something that's very unclear. That's one of those things that's in the, you know, legal agreement. You check the terms and conditions when you sign up. Whatever right. people do not realize that it's there is no protection there.
1: Sure. What about uh, talking about the, the future? Um, I think this podcast will be outdated in six months. Yep.
2: Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Right. Uh,
1: you know, the whole, it, it, this is going to keep moving fast. And, and in my short time of using ChatGPT, I'd say I probably using it for six months, maybe if, if that. Um, it's gotten better. Um, what What other emerging AI technologies, you know, do you foresee, you know, making an impact on? Again, going back to business owners and, and business operators.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it'll be really cool to see how AI can become more business specific. I think there will be more um more specific technologies. I think that, you know, if you as a salesperson want to be able to complete I think there's going to be a really cool tool that helps you completely automate your entire pipeline with email templates, with dates, with calendar invites, all of that I think all of that is super possible. Um, I think there will be something like that for sales. I think um, I think we will start to see the emergence of more specific softwares like that, that utilize AI, but are geared toward a specific
1: industry. job or industry. Right. This has been In Your Business. I'm Reeves Kurtner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and even leave us a review. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Automall of Huntington. MosesMeansMore.com, empowered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications.
0: This is Jason Moses, Executive Manager of Moses Automall of Huntington, where Moses means more. Thanks for listening in your business.